Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> How long have we been recording? Oh, right around your survivor story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're here today in Brownsville. I'm Ryan Henry, editor of the Brownsville Herald. Mike Gonzalez, executive director of United Brownsville. This podcast is a, uh, is a partnership with the Brownsville Herald and United Brownsville, and we're here today with our guest, City Commissioner of Brownsville and Dr. Rose Gallup. Good afternoon. Well, thank you for having me. So we're, we're truly dedicated. We're here on a Friday evening, and we're so dedicated to this topic that we, we all want to hear about it, right? And, and what Absolutely. is the topic? The topic is? I'd what? love to tell you about the acronym. <laughs> okay, we got so our cues we, a little mixed up. Like we, 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 we pulled you in here under a bait and switch. You thought you were going to be talking about, you know, I don't, I don't know, Seclovia or something. But <laughs> what we really wanted to bring you in is something that, that I don't believe a lot of people know about yet. But it's a, a vision for active tourism in Brownsville and sort of a plan that's going to get us there. Am I right? Absolutely. All right. So who, who led this and what is this? So a couple years ago, Brownsville started our team in Brownsville that work on, on all of our um, built environment and w- uh, wellness and uh, uh, people-friendly spaces initiatives got together to look for funding to establish infrastructure that connected the entire Cameron County, city to city, um, with an eye towards tourism. What would an active tourist want to see in Cameron County? And so we reached out to the Legacy Foundation and were awarded $100,000. And then we reached out to 10 other cities in Cameron County to accomplish an additional 100000 to go out and find consultants that would create the active transportation tourist plan for Cameron County. Okay. How many partners do we have today and what actually is a partner? So there are 10 cities that are participating from Cameron County, and each of those cities contributed $10,000 to the initiative. So they had to pony up some, some cash. It's hard to get 10 cities to agree on anything, much less to contribute money to whatever that is. So we're, we're very proud of our partnership. And, and, that, and that, uh, that investment right now is going towards uh, drafting a way forward, or is, or is there some bricks and mortar thing that's coming out of that? It's to create the plan. And then from the plan, we'll be able to break out segments as funding is available and other grants arise to be able to do the bricks and mortar building. Okay, so plan. Let's we can come back to the plan now, but I, I really want to talk about the experience of it. You know, well, I've I've seen on on Bike Texas website that other states beyond Texas are are looking at what would just be bike tourism. Um, with the idea that I think uh, Colorado sees millions of, of, of uh, dollars in, in, in bike tourism and other states as well. Texas is sort of uh, seeing, uh, <laughs> I didn't see a number on that. Much less. Uh, much less. Mm-hmm. But we, we have a lot of areas. And so the strength of the Rio Grande Valley when it comes to that, um, what do you see as the strength when it, we're going to uh, create an a, a active tourism destination? How, how's the rest of the state going to see us? What's going to draw, draw them here? Well, I think we have, uh, I think all of us would agree that we have a lot of uh, rich things here in Cameron County that are not available in other parts of the state. Texas is a big state. We have beautiful coastland and beautiful birding and fishing. We also have lovely um, risacas and arroyos that can be kayaked and, and trans, trans, transportation can um, easily accomplished on water in a friendly way. We have flat land. 
with a lot of green space. And we have uh, a wealth of drainage canals throughout Cameron County that have unused right-of-way on the sides of those drainage canals that can be converted into trails. Now, why did you smile when you said flat land? Well, <laughs> Which is my personal favorite type of land to bike on. Well, you know, we, when we looked at developing a tourism plan, uh-huh. you want to market to all tourists, not just the elite cyclists out there. Okay, but you, want, you want the beginners, too, and the families with small children. So a very mountainous place is, is not a real friendly place for, an, for a beginner or a family with small children. We have the benefit that it's flat. Yeah. So it's, it's a welcome environment for all levels of activity. And the interesting thing is when you first talk about it, you talk about the economic development part of it. And it's, it's kind of interesting when you talk about people, the, the visitors that come down for birding, for example. Um, you want to be able to offer them other leisure activities, right? Uh, we're talking about SpaceX launching rockets, and uh, people that come down to watch that, they'll like to do other things during that entire weekend, and, and this kind of really uh, kind of fits that, right? It, it gives them another opportunity that might be uh, somewhat unique in Texas. Absolutely. You, you have a be- we have a beautiful beach, and certainly lots of people already come to our beaches. But um, it, this is an opportunity to do more than just sit on the beach. You yeah. can stay here for the same amount of time or maybe a few days extra and check out the trails or the or the kayak routes that we have. There's a wealth of historical um, sites throughout Cameron County, uh, birding and, and nature sites, and yeah. all rolled into one. You have a, the makings of a two, maybe even three-week vacation for some folks and families that, are, that can't get that someplace else in Texas. And I could see um, that we're talking with active tourism. We're not just talking of First of all, what is it? It's 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 not coming down here and, and necess- necessarily playing a sport, but you can get on a bike, you can get on a, a kayak or, or paddling. Uh, is there other activities included in this plan? Sure. An active tourist is one that wants to be active when they vacation. They want to... Um, they want to surf, they want to play golf, they want to kayak, they want to walk, run, uh, ride a bike, they want to try all of the things that are available in that area, and, and, then, and, and then some. They don't want to sit in front of a TV when they're on vacation for the entire vacation. And it, and it might tie in with other uh, tourism, because I, I see in the plan that because it links, or the plan uh, uh, for biking or, or uh, paddling trails, because these trails will want to start and end at certain destinations, there's opportunities to, to link other destinations such as the Brownsville Zoo, Gladys Porter Zoo, or battlefields. Um, Absolutely. Many of the cities that are involved in this plan, like Harlingen, South Padre, are creating their own hike and bike plans for their city. So these connections in this active plan will then complement what's available in their city. For instance, in Brownsville, some of these trails will lead into our the current um, historic battlefield trail that we have now. So you can ride between Los Fresnos and uh, Brownsville and then check out the, the National Park on 511 and come all the way into downtown and visit the museum and Dean Porter Park and all of those sites. And so the cities within themselves have sites that will then connect to these connections that we're talking about today. Yeah, and that, that sounds good. It really does raise the level. If, if It seems like a big part that I can understand right now would be bicycle tourism or, or getting around um, sort of as you're doing these other things of moving around, pedaling, uh, 
green green industry industry it's not going to pollute the area but it requires safety and even enjoyable paths um, it really it seems like from a city to city level uh, it, it does raise the question of how well does each city uh, present something that's uh, safe and also has a scenic appeal to it. An interesting component. And one of the things that we, we've, we've learned a lot during this plan process, but one of them is that we've had several planning sessions where all partners came together, including the National Park Service, U.S. Fish and Wildlife, um, many, many other partners that were interested in what we were doing. And in many initiatives, you start out with a group, and as the, as the process goes along, there's fewer and fewer. Even, you know, the, really, the hardcore people stay till the bitter end. We've seen the opposite. The more we meet, the more they talk about what we're doing, and the more people come to our meetings. So our meetings are growing rather than shrinking. So all of those folks have had input into the locations and the routes that are ultimately being developed. So we really feel that it is a plan that everyone had a stake in and that is uh, very much cohesive throughout Cameron County. And on top of all of that, it will be infrastructure that those of us who live here all the time can enjoy. So it's yes, it's, it's to attract tourists that will increase and bring in new money into Cameron County, but then all of us that live here already can enjoy it in the meantime. And that's pretty cool. I've, I've read it. I, I don't have uh, maybe the, the articles right now to reference, but I believe it to be true. I just don't have a dollar sign to it. But the belief is that people that are moving around slowly, walking or running or, or biking, are uh, going to stop more at, at different locations uh, as far as tourism goes. How do you get someone today that, that arrives at South Padre Island to, to then ride their bike in Brownsville or Harlingen? Well, you have to brand the experience to begin with, and, 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 and so that the person that's staying on the island that didn't necessarily come here to ride, bike, to ride a bike sees the brand, and there's marketing involved, and, and the branding is engaging. And you know what? I, I don't know what the Bahia Grande is, but that sign and that information really captures my interest. I'm going to go rent a bike and try it out. And that's how you get people to, you, you can't just have the plan sit on the shelf it has to have a marketing behind a marketing piece behind it and and branding so that it's a destination it's something that becomes known for the area right and, and conceivably in a couple of years when we we have our first rocket launches with SpaceX in Brownsville the opposite may mm-hmm. may be the case how do you how do you come for rocket launches and wind up from Brownsville seeing the island. Exactly. And, I, you know, one of the things we always talked about, we didn't, it, we didn't put it in the plan because, you know, it's not, um, it's not said and done just yet, but uh, wouldn't it be cool to have trails that go out to Book Chica Beach so that um, instead of driving your car out to see the rocket launch, you can ride a bike out there and watch the launch under the stars and then get back on your bike and, and yeah. enjoy the, the way home. I mean, there could be lots of other things that you can layer on this basic first-time um, plan uh, that other communities would kill to have. Um, when we look at other examples like the Great Allegheny Passage, it took them $80 million in 20 years to complete. It stretches from Cumberland, Maryland to Pittsburgh. But today they earn over $100 million a year wow. in economic return for, for those communities. And, and that economic re- 
return is in the form of what? Is it local sales, local, I mean, I, I guess that's the biggest thing, right? Hotel, Ho motel. Hotel, motel, restaurants, um, t-shirt sales, uh, bike shops. When you're right. riding that, that trail, you may get a flat tire and you need to um, get, it, get it fixed. Or maybe you traveled there, you didn't bring your own bike, so your bike rentals. All of that goes into evaluating the economic impact of the trail versus what it would have been if the trail were not there. We're sitting here at the at the, um, at the Rio Grande. We can pull people either from North Texas in the United States or even even from Mexico. Uh, is there a season? It gets hot here in the summer. Is there a season where where, where this is this is just going to be in, like a no brainer during the winter times, as as a time right. where where you know it's sixty degrees. It's wonderful biking, and you uh, you'd have a convergence of even birding tourism. So you're absolutely right. Oregon, which has very difficult winters, captures 400 million a year in economic impact from bicycle tourism. So you can't even ride there in the winter. So tourists are really confined to the spring and summer in, in the state of Oregon. So maybe we flip that in South Texas and we say, you know what, the best time to ride here is when it's lousy in Oregon. And so maybe our prime time would be through the winter months with perhaps July and August being too hot. On the other hand, if you're, if you're a cyclist who enjoys cycling, the heat doesn't always scare you away. You just come prepared. Well, and that heat also mm -hmm. might not be a bad thing on paddling. True. That works as well. True. Um, but when I, when I was looking at that, I, I really was looking at that from the rest of the state. So as, like, say, the hill country tries to develop... Uh, active tourism in Houston tries to do this and other parts uh, of the state where they have just beautiful scene, scenery. Um, but they all pretty much shut down <laughs> through right. a large part of the winter. It gets too icy and too mm -hmm. too too difficult. Um, and how unique is it that you guys are doing it like countywide as far as the area? Because it seems like you're trying to become a destination for active tourism. So obviously the, the, the more geographical area you cover, the more you can offer. Um, you know, it, in your research of, of other, you know, similar projects, is, is this a good size? Is this kind of bigger than typical? What? We, when we went out for the for the bid for the contract for to decide on who was going to be our consultants, we heard from all of them that this was a unique project and that that's why they were so interested in bidding on the work. We had some offerings of folks that the consultants flew overnight from Europe just to be here to present to us because they were so excited about the prospect of creating a regional plan in South Texas. So, so we feel that um, it was very well received and it is very unique um, and that's why it really can't sit on a shelf. We have to be able to market it, brand it, and, and get it on the road so that we can begin to see the rewards of it. But you know, when we're, we're thinking about a great project such as the uh, railroad that connected the United States at one point, you know, uh -huh. you start at one end, you start at the other, and you meet in the middle, and you have to coordinate in that middle. What do we have right now that, that connects all these communities, and what do we need to build? We only have, I shouldn't say only, the way that we get from here, Brownsville to Los Fresnos, or Los Fresnos to Harlingen, or Harlingen to the island, is really pretty much by car. I mean, yes, you have the hardcore cyclists that will ride to the island just for fun. 
but that's a very small minority of people and it is a little bit on the dangerous side if you're not used to cycling because you're on the side of the road with cars going very very fast um, by you so so really right now the only option is to drive and and we'd like to change that for our own people you know one in three of our people have diabetes that's higher than the national average twice the national average and for an area that's poor already having that burden of disease is very very expensive to our to our families and very very much damages the amount of money that people can spend in their communities so if we had infrastructure that did not confine you to a car and trails such as this that would be able to get you from point A to point B, then we believe that our people will naturally begin to use them, increase the activity in their lives, teach their children how much fun it is to be active, and then we should see the rates of diabetes decrease and increase economic impact in our own communities from the people that we actually have here now as well. And it's, well, that's the real reason, her being a doctor. She's yeah. Trying to get us to be healthy. <laughs> she's she's trying to get people out of her <laughs> office. <laughs> no, but the, that's a good reason why people should be excited about it is it's, you know, a lot of people say, well, there's, there's, you know, we need more things to do down here or there isn't nothing. I mean, this is going to be something that, I mean, people are willing to travel down here for. You have it right in your own backyard. Um, and just thinking, you know, we have a very young population here, so there's a lot of young families. Uh, this is kind of gives them a very unique experience to go out there and really, uh, you know, it really builds the community, the fabric of the community. I mean, you talk a lot about how um, when you slow down how fast people move, they kind of visit more of the local shops. They kind of take in the local, just little amenities that we have that you don't see when you're driving 65 miles an hour down in the car, right? So people should be excited because of It's really a mecca. This kind of development is a mecca for small business. Because active tourists are moving through your community slowly. They can hear, smell, and experience things that you don't experience in a car, as you just said. And they don't really want to stay in a Ritz-Carlton or a five-star um, hotel. They want yeah. that little out-of-the-way bed and breakfast and that special little taco place that right. only is unique to Omito. That where do all right. the locals go? It's that whole Airbnb thing, right? They, it, exactly. that commercial for that? It's, you know, don't, don't go to Paris, you know, kind of experience Paris. Exactly. And everyone's looking for that little niche, and what a great way to connect. You can feel the community and really experience and taste it yeah. differently when you travel through slowly, and that's what they're after. They want to go home and say, you know, I went to uh, Olmito, Texas, and did you know I've never had a taco that tasted that rich? Yeah. They don't want to say, you know, I went to uh, Los Fresnos and I stayed in a five-star hotel. That's, that's no story. There's five-star hotel, five yeah. hotels everywhere. Well, um, where are we in the process and, and as far as like this is the first step, when are we actually going to launch this public uh, for public review, the, this plan? When are we going to be able to see that from the community and then what is the next step? So the public had, uh, we did have several public comment sessions where the public could come and uh, look at the preliminary plan. It's about to be finalized and then each of the 10 city commissions will be asked to adopt it. Once they adopt it, we'll have a signing ceremony, and then it's official, and we can start going out looking for grants and other sources of funding. You know, Brownsville has done a very good job of building and, and improving infrastructure for pedestrians and bicyclists in the last six years. And I'm very, very proud to say we did it without touching the general fund. We did it because we have gifted grant writers, 
and creative out-of-the-box thinkers mm -hmm. to put different grants together to suit different needs and that's how we've done what we've done in the last six or eight years and we're always looking for little bits of money at the state and federal level that can kind of really help augment this right correct and of our, we reserve ten percent of our street money right. to um, for any state rep that happens to be. No, to no, 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 no. <laughs> we reserve it for bike pits. And so, anytime mm -hmm. a grant comes along that looks like it would fit, right. we're able to dip into that ten percent, and then we maximize our dollars because we used ten percent of something, and we got ninety percent for free. And so, we we're very, I'm very proud that we've been able to do that for um, without touching general fund. And it's not just building. Uh, hike and bike trails there there's um well we need to acquire land will there need to be shelters like little bike stops uh, things along that route. sure shelter and shade um, bike stations uh, um, points to get on and off these different routes so there'd be trailheads and, and whether it be kayak or not um, there's a few areas where kayak docks would need to be built and so yeah. on and so forth yeah, that's awesome. it. Yeah, it, it, sounds, it sounds like a no small task. It's not small task, but it's a great vision. We call them the legacy um, roots because we feel it is our legacy to the next generation. Um, I have been criticized in the past for being the bike lady, um, but this plan really explains the economic impact and reasoning for this kind of activity, active transportation, and takes the bike from being a toy to an economic driver that supports small business. And that's a very important distinction to understand. Well, I think we're at the 20 minute mark. We're, we're definitely at the 20 minute mark, but thank you so much for, for coming here and talking with us. Thank you for having me. Click. That was was that last part bad? Should I not have said that? No, it's fine. Either way, it's recorded, so. <laughs> <laughs> Doing out, woman. <laughs> Whatever.